Hello, I'm Chase Blasick, an Asia-Pacific analyst at Rain. This podcast is brought to you by Rain Worldview. Subscribe today at stratfor.com. Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about the Gulf Arabs stepping up to invest in Egypt as rising fuel and food prices strain the budget and the economy. Here with details is Ryan Bowles, Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst for Rain. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Emily. Can you set the stage a little bit? What's behind the price shocks and why would Egypt be so vulnerable? So Egypt, like many countries, is exposed to fluctuations in food and fuel prices caused by the war in Europe, the the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which we've talked about lots uh, with other areas. But Egypt is particularly vulnerable because not only is it energy poor, it has very little uh, oil reserves or natural gas reserves that it can exploit for its own economy. Uh, It's also heavily dependent on not so much agriculture uh, per se. They, they, they're a major agriculture uh, producer, but what they're reliant on is cheap agriculture. Uh, there has been a longstanding Egyptian social contract where the Egyptian government subsidizes the cost of bread for the poorest uh, parts of, uh, of Egypt. And in exchange, Egypt's uh, poorest people uh, support the government. They don't carry out protests and strikes. Uh, this is a longstanding Egyptian tradition going back a very long time. And uh, it is a threat when food prices start to increase. And it's more importantly, it's a threat at this moment because Egypt is restructuring its budget, its its spending in order to make it a more competitive economy. So they're trying to cut down on the amount of money the government spends so that there's more money in the economy to invest and and, and improve productivity. Uh, And subsidies are a major part of that restructuring. Well, if uh, the price of wheat is going up at this exact moment, just as they're cutting back on subsidies, it's a double whammy for Egypt's poorest. Well, Ryan, how are Gulf Arab states stepping forward to support Egypt? So what we've seen so far is is billions of dollars in aid uh, in investments from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates. And and they're investing in Egyptian fertilizer. They're talking about investing into Egypt's uh, electricity sector. What they're looking to do is to offset the impact of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, while at the same time bringing some returns home to uh, to their capitals as, as part of their own economic diversification strategies. We have to remember, before the war in Europe broke out, Egypt was seen as one of those countries that was doing a pretty good job reforming its economy and its, its uh, national budget. It was seen as a place they could eventually, throughout this decade, be a major source of growth. So the Gulf Arabs are not only providing economic support, they're also trying to to build on the momentum that Egypt was having uh, ever since it started its austerity program in the mid-2010s. So Ryan, we are talking about Egypt, which is in its own unique situation, but could this kind of support come to other countries, say perhaps Syria, Lebanon, Jordan... So it's a good question uh, whether or not the Gulf Arabs are suddenly deciding that they are being generous again. Uh, the answer is probably not. Not uh, every country has the same strategic value to the Gulf Arabs as Egypt does. Egypt was perhaps uh, arguably the center of the Arab Spring. Uh, it is still the largest Arab military uh, power. It's the largest po- country by population. It really matters its stability to the Gulf Arabs who are concerned that if unrest or instability starts to happen in Cairo again, uh, it could create political 
ripple effects that would affect their own societies and could upend the geopolitics of the region, similar to the way that the Arab Spring did in, in, in 2011. And of course, the Arab Spring uh, was partially fueled by higher uh, food prices, by the poor being unable to afford basic necessities. And that's what helped cause it. And so they are very aware that they do, that if they do not provide some sort of aid to Egypt, uh, they risk repeating that history. And that's not the case with other countries. Uh, Syria is, is still, an, a, a, they might be normalizing in the case of the UAE with Syria, but they're not in a position where they believe that they need to provide Syria with any aid to stabilize it. Syria is still fighting its own civil war. So Syria probably won't be seeing a Gulf Arab bailout. Um, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE are still actively involved in, in combat there. Uh, although we have seen a humanitarian ceasefire over Ramadan starting to be implemented, uh, that's more of an attempt for the uh, the Emiratis and the Saudis to extricate themselves rather than, than finding a new sense of generosity towards Yemen. Um, many of the countries that simply aren't strategically important to the Gulf Arab countries are unlikely to get aid. So, uh, but that being said, there's at least one other country that could be facing similar problems with their food and fuel prices, and that's Jordan. And, and Jordan is a country that does matter to the Gulf Arab states because it's a fellow monarchy, uh, because they have a long history of providing it with economic support, uh, because they're concerned that if the, if the monarchy is destabilized, it could create space for political Islam, uh, the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, to start to take hold in, in Jordan and then inspire unrest in, in Gulf Arab states themselves. Uh, so if there is another country that is similar to Egypt, that, that both is exposed to the price shocks uh, in wheat and fuel, um, and is also likely to get a bailout from the Gulf Arabs because of its strategic value, it would be Jordan. Thank you so much, Ryan. That was great analysis. Thank you, Emily. Ryan Boll is Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst with RAIN. You can find his work in RAIN Worldview, which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence covering the global landscape. Get a great deal when you subscribe today. Go to stratfor.com for details. That's stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.